What up, what up, dímelo mi gente, que lo que You already know this is Pun, Drunk, Boxing, a.k.a. Mr. Moe Shot himself, and now you're tuning in To the most dangerous boxing podcast in the universe The Smelling Salt Podcast Y'all already know, smell that, smell that, you're knocked out Wake up, wake up ladies and gentlemen I'm waking up the boxing community, let's go Y'all already know this week, fight week Canelo Alvarez, Saul Canelo Alvarez the fourth division world champion, the currently 160 pounder, undisputed, ladies and gentlemen, the walking Hall of Fame with the cash cow, Canelo, aka King Nelo, aka Cartelo, aka Payday, aka Get the out of here, man, versus the future Hall of Famer, probably regarded as probably the best middleweight of this era, Triple G, Triple G. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, of course, man, a lot of people feel like there was uncertainties in the first fight, there was uncertainties in the second fight, and this is why we have the trilogy. So, you know what I'm saying? Um, they, they both got large fan bases, but of course, nobody got a more large fan base than, of course, Canelo Alvarez. But um, it's going to be a good fight. Y'all already know on the undercard, we got Gabe Rosado, you know what I'm saying, doing his thing. You know, the win, lose, or draw, you know that he's going out there and he's giving us his all. Who's also Bam Rodriguez, Jesse Rodriguez, one of the phenomenal the sport of boxing, ladies and gentlemen, making a lot of noise, being a rubber side, being cuadras. Ladies and gentlemen, what a, what a, a phenom this kid is. Can't wait to see him in the undercard, and I love it that he's in the undercard of Canelo Alvarez. He's putting the spotlight on his career, the spotlight on the uh on his, you know what I'm saying, on his journey to become one of the top pound-for-pound fighters. In future succumb. Um, we got we got Ammo Williams. Ammo Williams, y'all already know, man. Shout out to Kevin Cunningham, one of the best trainers, one of the well, one of the best prestige trainer in the sport of boxing, doing great work with Ammo Williams. He's on the undercard as well. Y'all already know there's the zone, match room. The fight is gonna be out there in T Mobile's arena, Las Vegas, Nevada. Whoa, I think that Canelo Alvarez. I'm gonna say my prediction right away. You know what I'm saying? My prediction is Canelo Alvarez is going to whoop Triple G's behind. He's going to whiz as, 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 zoot. Triple G's behind. He, tri Canelo Alvarez is going to give him his pink slip, going to give him his pension. Go get, get your 401k, Triple G. It's time for you to retire, my friend. <laughs> That's what I feel. But it ain't going to be easy, maybe, for a lot of people. Again, it's been a lot of controversy, and I got to keep it real. I got to keep it real, y'all. Saul Canelo Alvarez, best win of his career. In terms of opponent, it's Triple G. Yet, his best win is full of controversy. Full of controversy. Um, and let's just, let's just go back a little bit. The first fight with Triple G, I think the Canelo Alvarez, in my opinion, we saw new wrinkles to his game. We saw new wrinkles to his game. He was moving, he was in the outside, but I believe that a lot of people... Didn't acknowledge Or probably didn't acknowledge Didn't uh, did not appreciate His evolution Everybody thought we were going to see this fight With Triple G The first fight was going to be You know what I'm saying a Phone booth fighting Toe to toe Go to world Mexican style Myth And Canelo Alvarez showed New wrinkles to his game um, Maybe he learned from Mayweather um, The Mayweather fight you know what I'm saying? He was moving around like an agile from the outside, looking elusive, looking like a slick, looking like looking like a slick African American fighter, right? But I think that a lot of people, even his own fans, even the Mexican fans, wasn't nah, nah, nah. Come on, Canelo, what you doing, man? Come what you doing, man? Stay in the pocket, man. Stay in the middle of the ring and stuff like that. And even though there was an evolution of the Canelo Alvarez, people didn't appreciate that because they promoted this fight being a toe-to-toe -to -toe war. That's why in the second fight, 
Abel Sanchez and Triple G try to shame Canelo Alvarez. Like, come on, let's fight the Mexican style. Stay in the middle ring while you're moving a lot in tournament. But when you hear a boxer saying to another fighter, stop moving, it's because the other fighter is frustrating you and you can't cut off the you can't cut off the ring real good. But a lot of people felt that Triple G won the first fight. In my opinion, I believe that it was a draw. But if you would give it to anybody, in, if you would give the win to anybody, it would have been Triple G. But I was very, very... But that was the first time when I saw it. When I saw it live. When I saw it again. And I got my pen and paper. Watched it. Paused the first round. Let me tally the numbers up. Paused in the second, in the second round. Let me tally the numbers up. And so much, so much, so forth and forth. So, ladies and gentlemen, I got Canelo Alvarez winning 115-113. But I can see the draw. But I can see the I can see the go different ways. I believe there's a couple of swing rounds there. But anyway, that's irrelevant right now. Well, could gotta be got could be re relevant because that's the reason why we have the trilogy. I believe that the one take one eighteen one ten scorecard from that corrupted judge. I think messed up the whole even to. I think that that was the beginning of the hate for Canelo Alvarez. I mean, of course, we, a lot of people love Canelo Alvarez. I'm a big fan of Canelo Alvarez. Love Canelo Alvarez. Love what he's done in the sport of boxing. Like that he's separating himself from his contemporaries, accomplishment-wise. Um, but I believe that's when the hate really, really started. You know what I'm saying? The hate really started when, you know what I'm saying, that 118, 110 card. And they look at it like it was a Canelo thing. It was a judge thing. It was a corruption thing. It was a boxing thing. It was, you know what I'm saying? It was a Canelo Alvarez. He can't, he can't take care of the judges. But I think that's when the really hate came. And then, of course, um, him testing positive, you know what I'm saying, for um, computer role. I think that, that got people out of whack with him as well. But um, Triple G, the second fight, I got Canelo Alvarez winning the second fight. I think he, he beat him 115-113. It's still a close fight. But I believe that, to me, that was a convincingly win to Canelo Alvarez. For me, it wasn't a draw. It wasn't, even go, it, it wasn't about going either way. No, I believe that Canelo Alvarez won the second fight. A lot of people feel like, you know what, that Triple G won. And again, thus, this is why we having the trilogy today. Now, after his series with, with Triple G, Canelo Alvarez accomplished a lot, put a lot on his resume, in which, in my opinion, Triple G um, was doing the same thing what everybody else was doing, was doing the same thing with Jamal Charlo, was doing a potential matchup that a lot of people like to shame Canelo Alvarez and facing Jamal Charlo. Demetrius Andre didn't do too much. Um, these guys ain't unified. Um, these guys just fighting the same type of guy. I think the best opponent after after Canelo Alvarez has been Sergey Sergey for Charlo and for Triple G. So just like a lot of people like like to say that everybody is waiting for the Willy Wonka ticket in terms of Jamal Charlo winning on Canelo Alvarez, Demetrius Andre, um, um, Dave Benavides, and so, so all these names that people like to shame Canelo Alvarez with by chasing the Willy Wonka ticket. Um, Triple G was doing the same thing. In my opinion, I, I mean, he could have unified with Charlo instead of unifying with Murata. You know what I'm saying? Once that Canelo Alvarez dropped that WBA belt, then Triple G wanted to chase after Murata. Why you ain't chase after Demetrius Andre, who had gotten in Triple G's face too and told him that he got no balls and Triple G didn't want to get that fight. You know what I'm saying? And I was that's why I was actually disappointed. I'm not a huge fan of this trilogy. But it's a good fight. You know what I'm saying? That's just my personal opinion because I felt like Triple G, as the A-side in the middleweight division, aside from Canelo Alvarez, could have got that fight on the zone with the Mizan Drain. Could have got that fight with a uh, 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 Jamal Charlo. I'm, I'm very, very surprised and reluctant. So, I, you know, a lot of people like to blame them and, that, and, and, and Triple G has swept under the rug. You know what I'm saying? Nobody's been, uh, um, I think a lot of people has given Triple G a pass, you know? 
um, like none other. But at the end of the day, man, Triple G is is a monster. Triple G is 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 a future Hall of Famer, um, regarded one of the best, maybe top ten, top ten uh, middleweight middleweight to the uh, ever. Um, so for Canelo Alvarez, his last last fight, of course, Dimitri Bivol, he went out there to to move to 175 to challenge himself there to be great. Where we know the Canelo Alvarez was small, was, is a smaller fighter, and a lot of people used a lot of a lot of people, you know, especially the, the Canelo Alvarez fanboys, they used the oh, but Canelo Alvarez is small, that's why he lost to Dimitri Bivol. He should go back to 168. No, 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 no. See, see me, I keep it real. I keep it unbiased, logically objective. We ain't gonna run with that excuse because in the end of the day, Canelo Alvarez is actually smaller than everybody. <laughs> Canelo Alvarez right now is smaller than everybody. You know what I'm saying? Just his height is smaller than everybody. You know, he was small. And, and, and when, when he became undisputed or his pursuit of undisputed, he fought Callum Smith. He was smaller than Callum Smith. He was smaller than Billy Joe. He was smaller than Caden Platt. You know what I'm saying? And then when he moved up to 175 to beat um, Sergey Kovalev, um, he was smaller than him too. And when he beat Sergey Kovalev, ain't nobody was trying to say that he was too small. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody was trying to say the Canelo Alvarez is too small. They t- you got to take your wins like you take your losses, especially the fans as well. You got to take your win like you take your losses too. There was no 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 signs of no blaming. Oh my God, he was small. No 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 no. See, I keep it real. I believe that Canelo Alvarez is just not a Mexican great. I believe that he's an all-time great, an all-time great. And I believe that he could go back to the drawing board if he gets the rematch with Dimitri Bivol. If he gets through with this fight with Triple G, in which I predict that he's gonna give him his pink slip, he's gonna give him his pension plan. I believe that, that, that Canelo Alvarez could go back to the drawing board and, and, and beat Dimitri Bavall. I'm not one of those fans, or I'm not one of those boxing be like, nah, 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 he got to stay in 168 because, nah, nah, ain't nobody was saying that. Ain't nobody was saying that when he, he went, when he fought um, Sergey Kovalev, like I just stated. I believe that Canelo Alvarez is great enough, skilled enough, smart enough to make the adjustments, to go back into the drawing board with Eddie Reynoso, a great, uh, a great trainer, and come up with a, get a better game plan because I think that was his downfall more than anything, more than the skills of Dimitri Bavor, in my opinion. You know what I'm saying? I'm not taking anything from Dimitri Bavor, but what I'm saying is that I believe that Canelo Alvarez really lost to Dimitri Bavor due to the game plan, due to his approach to, Dim- to, to fighting Dimitri Bavor and try to break him down the way he was trying to break the other guys down in 168, in which it wasn't working. You wasn't breaking him down. He was hitting the arm, and he figured that Dimitri Bavor was going to be broken down like he did the plan, Sir, uh, 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 um, Billy Joe Saunders, Callum Smith, and the plethora of, of fighters that he has fought. But he found out that he could have broke him, break him down to the point where Eddie Reynoso in the corner said, "You're not gonna knock this guy out." Shit, <laughs> way to to pop the balloon and pop the motivation and inspiration going into another round. But I believe that he's all time great, and I believe that he's smart enough to make the the proper adjustments to get Dimitri Bivol because I believe I believe Dimitri Bivol is a good good technical fighter, but nothing like to the. To nothing like nothing really highly special. I believe the Canelo Alvarez is special. You win some, you lose some. But I believe that in the rematch. And one thing, and one thing that is 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 great about Canelo Alvarez and why he has the why not the potential, but why he has the skills, and he has the heart to move up and dare to be great. It's not just the skills; it's just not the heart to take a fortitude. It's also the chin. The chin of Canelo, the Canelo Alvarez, we could, we could actually say that probably Canelo Alvarez got the best chin in the sport of boxing. Probably got the best chin of this era. That's the reason why he can move up. 
Don't matter if he's a smaller guy. He got a heavyweight chin. I ain't talking about Anthony Joshua's chin. I'm talking <laughs> I'm talking about that Mike Tyson chin. I'm talking about that Mike Tyson prime chin. I'm talking about that neck. <laughs> but um, I believe that Canelo Alvarez could could and, and also I, I also gotta give credit to Dimitri Bavar. I believe that he could go to the drawing board and probably be better. But what I'm talking about, I'm talking Dimitri Bavar is a, is a good champion of this era. Canelo Alvarez is the all-time great. And I, that's why I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. Is he going to win? Maybe not. But I believe that I'm giving him the benefit of the, benefit of the doubt that he go back to the drawing board and actually beat the Michelle Bavar. Yeah, I'm, I'm one of those guys. Not to lose, you know, I'm just one of those guys. Because I believe that he's all-time great and smart enough to make the, the proper adjustments. But I'm going to tell you like this, man. The momentum, the momentum of Canelo Alvarez, he's just coming off a loss. If he loses the Triple G, ladies and gentlemen, listen to me. If he loses the Triple G, it's unfortunate, but his legacy is going to take a hit. Yo, yeah, 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 yeah. Listen, hey, hey, listen, to, hey, hey, calm down, calm down. Listen to me real quick. There's going to be people out there. No, what the talk, What are you talking about, Punch? He's done, a, he's done a lot. His legacy ain't going to take a hit. Listen to me. Coño, pero listen to me, my friends. His legacy is going to take a hit just like Roy Jones Jr. if he loses again. Now, I'm going to say it like this. Whatever you've done in your career, you've done it. Ain't nobody going to take it in the way that Canelo Alvarez has done prior to this Triple G fight. Ain't, go, ain't nobody going to take away what Roy Jones Jr. has done. Just, but just listen to me and just listen to the comparison that I'm trying to make. Roy Jones Jr. had nothing to lose. Now, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me take that back. Roy Jones Jr. had nothing to prove. After beating John Ruiz and going to the heavyweight, he had nothing to prove. He didn't have to come back down. Roy Jones Jr. has separated himself from his contemporaries. That also, Roy Jones Jr. just was ahead of, a t uh, ahead of his time. He went from John Ruiz coming back down 20 plus pounds, drained himself to fight Antonio Tolva. And people, and people, when we talk about Roy Jones Jr., they forget that Roy Jones Jr. beat Antonio Tolva in the first fight. There was nobody there for Roy Jones Jr. That's it. There was nobody left. There's no name. There's no mega fight. Nothing. Nothing. After that fight. He should have retired then. And will we be talking. Not that Roy Jones Jr. is one of the all-time greats. The argument will be. Is he the all-time great? But because of his career. And because of the momentum of losing. And the, and the way that he was losing. Let's add the way he was losing. Got knocked out by Antonio Tolva in the second fight. Then I knocked out Cole to the point that we thought that he was dead. He was dead in the second fight versus Johnson. And it's, he never regained that type of aura. Lost to the Joe Kaisaki of the world. Yeah, he won and beat Trinidad. But, of course, Trinidad is a, is, is a little dude. And it was just not the same. He lost a lot. He didn't lose no accomplishment. But the legacy took a hit. The momentum of his legacy took a hit. And let me tell you this right now. What people, y'all want to agree or disagree. In reality, in reality, there's some good fights for Canelo Alvarez. A good fight with David Benavides in 168 that we all want to see. I want to see it, right? But he ain't gaining nothing by being David Benavides. He got no belts. He's not gaining nothing by beating Jamal Charlo going to the 160. Nah, he don't got nothing. I mean, he already got, he, that's the belt that he, he left because he got elevated as a franchise. So he don't think too highly of him. I would have seen Demi I would have loved to see Canelo Alvarez versus Demise Andre for the undisputed middleweight championship of the world, but 
they effed up on the paperwork. Canelo, Canelo's team effed up on the paperwork, and then he had to move up to. But but why 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 we gave why why a lot of people gave him a pass, even though that it was unfortunate because we wanted to see that middleweight undisputed. I believe the, the Mizan Dre put himself in position for that undisputed, and it's unfortunate to his career as well because ever since then he just haven't had that type of opportunity. He was right there for that Canelo Alvarez, and he earned the spot where where, where there was a legacy fight for both of them, but. After he couldn't get that fight, he went to the fourth division and became a fourth division world champion by beating Sergey Kovalev. So that's why you give him a pass because he traded a legacy fight for another legacy fight. So you, so so a lot of people like myself gave him a pass for that. But if he, if he loses to Triple G, his legacy is going to take a hit because then right there people would really justify that what happened in the first fight and the second fight. People will not believe that he actually beat Triple G. Nobody will believe that he's better than Triple G. And if that's his best win of his career in terms of opponent, his legacy is going to take a hit. Back-to-back losses. Dimitri Bavard, Triple G, his legacy will take a hit. It's not going to erase that he's the fourth division world champion. It's not going to erase that he's a future Hall of Famer. It's not going to erase that he's a first battle Hall of Famer. It's not going to erase that he separated himself from his contemporaries for the most part of this uh, of, of his era. He separated himself accomplishment-wise. They can't hold Can- um, 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 Canelo Alvarez jockstrap. Not Demetrius Andre, not David Benavides, not Jamal Charlo, not even Triple G. Before, if he, if, if he loses, if... if I'm talking about if he doesn't beat him. Not Triple G, not Daniel Jacobs, uh, not Jaime Munguia, not nobody, nobody. Nobody's close. Not not Paterbiev, not nobody. Nobody in this era, nobody. Not Earl Spence, nobody. Unless you're a legend, you know what I'm saying? And not even the legends right now. On his way, I mean, I mean, I, you know, it got like a couple of couple of more fights, a couple of more years that he's gonna, you know, if he become undisputed and then get another title in the fourth division, then we're talking. But in terms of resume, nobody can hold him. Nobody can hold Canelo Alvarez candle, and nobody can hold him. It's Jock Shrap. Canelo Alvarez has separated himself to his, from his contemporaries. There is really no mega fight, really. So. He, if he loses, he will have his legacy will take a hit like Roy Jones Jr. But I don't think he's going to lose. I think he's going to win. I think he's going to beat Triple G because I feel like he's gotten better, younger, stronger. And that's like even the younger and the strong because we've seen, we seen Manny Pacquiao be keep from Tom Thurman. But... Um, I think that Triple G is right there to be hit. I seen Triple G and he just doesn't look great. He looks good. You could tell that, you know what I'm saying? You could tell that he could be a he, could, he was a great fighter. But I think if it was if he if 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 the if his opponents was just elite opponents or even B-level opponents, he would lose. He would have lost already from somebody else. I think Charlo would have beat Triple G. And I think uh, uh, more more importantly, maybe that would have been a, a fire fight. Put it that way, but that wouldn't have been a fire fight. But I believe that the Mizanjay would have boxed them because if Triple G was complaining about moving and how the way that that, that Canelo Alvarez was moving in the first fight, imagine the Mizanjay six one, Southpaw, Canelo Alvarez. I believe that Triple G 
September 17th, this Saturday coming up, is going to be the punching bag for Canelo Alvarez. But let me add a little bit more pressure. I think that Canelo Alvarez can afford or his... I mean, he's always going to get critiqued no matter what because, of course, the top dogs always got his supporters and always got his haters. And, and, the, and the greater you are, the more haters you have. But I think that if this ends up in a close fight, again, I think it's going to be more. I think the pressure and the criticism is going to be way more than it's ever been. Because I understand the boxing community. Now, like, how about if it was close, but there were some knockdowns. But if it were goals the way that it went, like the last two fights, that people feel like, nah, Triple G won, it's going to hurt them a lot. Because now you just, you, you're actually going toe-to-toe, tit-for-tat with a 40-year-old. Now, around this time, I really don't like to pay attention to age because, because, at this point, athletes has done a wonderful job and educated themselves about their body. Um, it's not like back in the days where these guys was just um, fighting five times a year. You know what I'm saying? So these guys, are, these fighters nowadays take care of their body. They don't fight. They don't fight that much. They don't have sparring sessions enough. You know, depending on the fighter, I don't know how. They, they, I think Canelo Alvarez is a gym rat, but um, you know, they don't. It's not as taxing as it used to be. So they take care of themselves more. They don't take a lot of punishment. Leading up to fights throughout the year. And that's why um, you, you can see these old fighters, older fighters, um, being successful, you know? And Triple G still got the skills in town. I think he still got the power. I think he stays in line in which Canelo Alvarez could capitalize. And I think that Triple G output is what gives a little bit problems to Canelo Alvarez in terms, of, I don't think that he go punch for punch. Canelo Alvarez is a good counter puncher. And if you throw a lot, you sustain to be countered by an accurate power puncher. And I think that Canelo Alvarez, if he ups the punch count, ups the pressure, I think that, yeah, Triple G may like that style, but I don't think that Triple G is going to sustain going blow for blow with Canelo Alvarez, who, who, who is a very underrated defensive fighter as well. Good movement with the hip, um, know how to slip punches real well, know how to bend and all that stuff. Um, great counter, great counter. He could counter with the left hook to the body, a left hook, um, left hook on the top. Great uppercut. Canelo Alvarez is always in great position to counter and do some damage. But also, let's 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 also say this that Canelo Alvarez, yes, he stopped a lot of fighters in his career, but he's not really a knockout artist. He's a break you down fighter. You know what I'm saying? And I believe that Canelo Alvarez is gonna be breaking down Triple G because he stays in line. And looking at Triple G's last several fights, he does not look great at all. Morada, I think if Morada was just a little bit better, I think it would have been a tough fight for Triple G. You know what I'm saying? I didn't, I think he was doing. I didn't even think he was doing a, a good job. He was getting hit. He was getting with the body. Got hurt to the body again. Um, and you, you're falling into the strength of Canelo Alvarez, who has gotten a lot better. You know what I'm saying? Again, a lot of people may not say this now. Because he lost to Dimitri Bavol, and we and we figure out like, oh man, Canelo Alvarez really didn't get better. No, I, that's what I'm saying. I think it was a more of a game plan than anything else. And I think you're gonna see a very special Canelo Alvarez come Saturday night. And everybody in the scorecard that I mentioned in the beginning, like Bam Rodriguez, um, Ammo Williams, 
Um, he's close to contentions as well. And Gabe Rosado, and I'm giving a lot of credit to Gabe Rosado because it's just like watching the UFC last night, right? Nate Nate Diaz is pay per view. He's a big star, one of the biggest stars in 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 in, in the in the world, in the MMA world. And look how many losses he got. Thirteen losses, but boxing fans identify identify when you put your heart, soul, in your craft into that fight, and your effort is a hundred percent. The fans identify that. Because for real fans, it's not really all about winning and losing, but it's how you win and how you lose. Jeff Horn beat Manny Pacquiao, but ain't nobody was giving him no props because it's how he won. Devin Haney's undisputed. George Campos, a lightweight undisputed, but people feel like Javante Davis is the man or Lomachenko was the man. And people feel the most lucrative fight in the lightweight division is Javante Tan Davis or, and Ryan Garcia. But we got an undisputed there. People don't really uh, don't look at the undisputed as the top dog. Why? Because it's not how you, it's not because you won and lost, but it's how you win, how you lose. Tip for tat, pity pat. Ain't nobody like pity pat. People identify when you ain't taking a risk. People identify when you ain't going for the gusto. People identify with that. So you ain't, so the fan, you're not a fat friendly fighter, so the fans ain't going to give you a lot of props. But Canelo Alvarez, Canelo Alvarez, just because he lost to Dimitri Bavon and dare to be great. You don't you don't move you don't move him all the way down. You don't take him out of the pound for pound list. You don't say that he's still not great. What we know about Canelo Alvarez, the Canelo Alvarez is a seasoned fighter, always stay prepared, disciplined fighter, ambassador to the sport of boxing. And after his loss with Floyd Mayweather, woo! I seen other people also lose to Floyd Mayweather. And they never, they never, they never ever the same. Canelo Alvarez, after that fight, became great. Greater than what it, than, than, than what people expected And gotten better Now it was hard to see people get better Because a lot of these fighters Even the, 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 the bunch of fighters that we love and admire And the elite They usually stick, stick to their amateur skill set Canelo Alvarez is one of the few fighters that you see They'll be like damn he grew as a fighter I see it in Canelo Alvarez I see it in Jamel Charlo I see it in um that got him better in the professional. I saw it with Keith Thurman early on in his career when he was just a knockout artist, didn't throw no jabs and things of that nature. And then you saw that fight with Leonard Bundle. When you saw that fight with, with Sean Porter, he needed a box to beat Sean Porter. I saw the evolution and then it stopped there. But there's other fighters that look at look look at um again. I mentioned Jamel Charlo. Look, I, like, he wasn't a knockout artist. In the prof and when he started, he was not really a knockout artist. Then Derek James did wonderful jobs with him, and boom! Now he's knocking out his opponents. He's looking great, looking agile. All the skill set could move off the back, could punch off the back foot, could press the fight. Beautiful jab, beautiful uppercut, combination punches, counter punching, movement, everything. He elevated his elevated his game. Alexander Usyk elevated his game. So few. It, um, oh, Terrence Bud Crawford as well I never thought that Terrence Yo, when I used to watch Terrence Bud Crawford in the amateurs I thought he was good But I never thought he was going to be the pound for pound Or pound for pound Arguably, one, two, three You can flip it around, great I didn't think it was going to be that But Canelo Alvarez is one of the few That has gotten better And Triple G, in my opinion To be honest I actually agree with Floyd Mayweather Straight up and down, no special effects. That's why I disagree. He got special effects, but he just straight up and down. <laughs> but it's going to be a wonderful fight, but it's going to be a lot of pressure on Canelo Alvarez more than ever. And then after the fight, it might be a lot of more pressure because, of course, Canelo Alvarez stated this past week 
well, a couple of weeks ago, that there were a media workout that he's not willing to fight Mexican fighters. Ooh, there was a lot of people. There was a lot, a lot of division. A lot of Mexican fighters, you know, give give him a pass for that because the things that he's done, and then other people be like, "Come on, man!" I was I disagree with Canelo Alvarez in that sense. I I, I disagree, but I understand. You got me. And just because I understand something, that doesn't mean I gotta agree or disagree. You know what I'm saying? Or I, that that doesn't mean I gotta agree with it. I disagree with it, but I understand where he coming from. You know what I'm saying? No malice. I understand, but I disagree. I disagree only in this sense. In this sense. That in boxing, in boxing as a fighter, when you don't fight somebody, you're not giving them an opportunity. It's just not an opportunity for legacies. It's not an opportunity for just the fight, but an opportunity to also feed your family because this is a job. This is the way you feed your family. So for Canelo Alvarez stating that he won't fight Mexican fighters, you're trying to say that you won't help your fellow countrymen to eat. And he knows, Canelo Alvarez actually knows that a payday of Canelo Alvarez, and I'm just saying that he don't got to give all the Mexican fighters a fight, but if you have fighters in position for a Canelo Alvarez fight, he should be the one to be like, you know what? I could change my, I could change this Mexican, this Mexican's life. My fellow Mexican, I could give a fight with David Benavidez and it'll be a good fight in the fight that the fans want to see. And I'm getting, I'm giving a fellow, a fellow Mexican a payday, a fellow Mexican to take care of his Mexican family. And Osuldo Ramirez, if Osuldo Ramirez beat Dimitri Bavar, you're giving an opportunity. Caitlin Plant got $12 million. Billy Joe Sonderbaugh got eight, eight, eight or $9 million. They rich. They, 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 they could retire. They could retire if they want because the opportunity that you gave them, Canelo Alvarez. So by saying that he don't want to give another Mexican fighter or want to fight another Mexican fighter, translate to me that he doesn't want to give opportunity. Opportunity. Is what all of us need in the world. Opportunity. If we're in position for it, right? I'm not talking about if you drop out of school and don't do ish and stuff like that. And then you knock it on people's door and they just slam the door right back at you. And you're like, yo, you're giving me an opportunity. No, 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 no. How about if you put in the work, if you got your, your degree, your, your bachelor's degree, your master's degree. And now you're applying for the job and you're not failing. They're trying to close it. Nah, give me the opportunity. I did what I had to do to reach this, this level for me to have a chance. I reached this level for me to knock on the door. I reached this level for you to open the door and listen to me. You know what I'm saying? What I'm, you, you understand what I'm trying to say, folks? This is boxing. It's, it's like when Deontay Wilder fought Luis Ortiz for the second time. He said he's giving him an opportunity, not because of a title shot. I'm giving him an opportunity so he could earn to take care of his daughter who, had, who was suffering from health issues. This is the reason why you see fighters tell another fighter. It might, uh, 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 when a person tells an ace fighter, an A fighter, hey, yo, thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for the opportunity. But you know why? Because he's looking at this opportunity and says, yes, I'm going to fight him. I'm going to have a good opportunity fighting Canelo Alvarez. I'm going to fight him. Or any, or any, any A-side fighter. But you know what? I'm going to take care of me. I'm going to take care of my family. And if Canelo Alvarez could provide that from you. remember Mike Tyson when he fought his friend Clifford, the one that he knocked out and he took his mouthpiece off his, <laughs> off, off his, out, out, out his mouth while he was on the floor? And he told the world, I was giving my friend a fight. I was giving my friend a payday. It's opportunity. It's an opportunity. That's all. So for me, Canelo Alvarez is the one, the primary one that should be giving Mexican fighters opportunity. Who we saw fight? Who we saw? Uh, um, I, 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 um, um, Pitbull Cruz fight another Mexican. 
We saw um, Juan Francisco Estrada recently in Mexico fighting another Mexican. Giving, other, giving that other man a chance for to fight a legacy fight. I mean, look, he could get the money and then he could go back in his life and say, you know what? I fought a legend. Just give opportunities. That's all. My, maybe Canelo Alvarez is thinking if I fight a, uh, if I fight another Mexican, I'm going to take his glory away. I'm going to take his opportunity to wait to to enhance his legacy or be a star. No, 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 no. You know why? Because there's something about Mexican fighters that the boxing world respect worldwide. They always come to fight. They always come to entertain. They always come to lay it all on the line. Remember what I just said, just a several just several minutes ago. It's not about winning or losing, but it's how you win and how you lose. Mexican fighters never, never. I, well, I'm not going to say all the way never because I got that for Jake Paul. Was it Jake Paul? I mean, I'm sorry, the guy that for KSI, that Mexican fighter. I don't know. i never seen a Mexican fighter like that. I don't even, I, I, we got to check his DNA. I don't think he's Mexican. <laughs> but in all seriousness, we never seen a Mexican fighter not. Go out there and give it his all and be entertaining. And to the point where when you lose, the fan still loves you. Your stock don't drop. Talking about Pitbull Cruz just several minutes ago. Pitbull Cruz lost to Javante Tang Davis. Did his stock drop or did his stock rise? Why? Why did his stock rise? He lost, right? But why did his stock rise? Why is, Isaac, why is Pitbull Cruz a, 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 a star? In the lightweight division right now. Because he showed up. Because people identify that he gave 100% of his effort. That he pushed the guy, the favorite fighter, all the way to the limit. He took it to, he took it to a decision. And there was people out there that felt that it was a draw. Or maybe, or maybe Pitbull Cruz won. And he'll take that. And now he got more fans because of it. So what I tell Canelo Alvarez... You could fight Sudo Ramirez, and let's say Sudo Ramirez put up a good fight, but you still beat him. People still gonna clap for Sudo Ramirez if he if he if he goes out there and do what you, you what, what Mexican fighters are known for, give it their all, put up a great show, entertain, fight to the death. Even if you beat him, Canelo Alvarez, you're not gonna just like just like um um you lost to Floyd Mayweather. It ain't it, it didn't kill their their uh, it didn't kill them. It didn't kill that career. It didn't kill your career. It won't kill Sudo Ramirez's career by losing to a legend like you. And it wouldn't kill David Benavides if he killed a legend like you. Because maybe we'll think of maybe maybe David Benavides can't David Benavides can't be Canelo Alvarez, but he could be everybody else and he still got a career. Just like you had a career when Flo Mayweather, one of the greats, beat you. But now that doesn't mean that everybody else is gonna be beat you. And that doesn't mean that everybody else is Flo Mayweather. That's the only thing I disagree. Everything else, Canelo Alvarez is G, gangster, the best. Even Canelo Alvarez, when he lost to Dimitri Bavar, Dimitri Bavar didn't hurt Canelo Alvarez. Dimitri, I mean, Canelo Alvarez lost, but but to the point where he didn't demoralize them. It's hard to demoralize a Mexican fighter. And I don't think that Canelo Alvarez could demoralize a David Benavides. He could beat David Benavides. I got Canelo Alvarez actually beating David Benavides, but I don't think that Mexican fighters are known to be demoralized. 
Look at Chocolatito versus Martinez. He was a smaller guy. Did a lot of people give credit to Martinez? Did his stock drop? No. Because the way he was out there fighting, knowing that he, during the rounds, he couldn't hurt Chocolatito. He didn't have a, he really wasn't having a chance, but he was going out there trying to get him. And the fans value that. So, moving on to Triple G Canelo Alvarez. Again, I believe that Canelo Alvarez at this stage got better skills than Triple G. Got better defense than Triple G. Youthful in his prime. In his prime. At this point, versatile, more versatile. Counter punching, punch resistance. I got Canelo Alvarez retiring. Retiring. Triple G. So let me know what y'all think, man. Stay tuned. We're gonna be dropping. Gonna be more. It's gonna. It's, we're gonna be talking about a lot of things in the sport of boxing. We're gonna be doing this podcast every morning, each day. Follow the channel, Punch Run Boxing. Follow also the website, PunchRunBoxing.net. You know what I'm saying? And of course, subscribe, share the podcast, the Smelly Saw Podcast. Man, it's gonna be. It's gonna be lit. We lit out here, man. We lit out here. Um. Also. This week, this week we're gonna be talking about, you know, what I'm saying, uh, for, oh, I gotta say this, um, rest in peace to Queen Elizabeth, um, from the UK. My condolences go out to to friends, family, loved ones, everybody in the UK, everybody around the world. She was she was she was highly loved, and rest in peace to 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 the Queen. And shout out and more respect to the new King, um, King Charles. Also, um. Deontay Wilder back. We're gonna be talking about that. Deontay Wilder gonna be facing Robert Elanius, um October fifteenth. So, so n- n- knowing that that um, the Queen has passed, there was supposed to be a fight this past weekend that didn't take place because, of course, the Queen passed in the UK. So they postponed the the fight with Savannah Marshall versus Clarissa Shields, um, Alicia Baumgartner versus Michaela Mayer, and they postponed it to October fifteenth. Now October fifteenth got like three, 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 three big. E- I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna say huge events, but got three boxing events. Deontay Wilder versus Robert Hernandez on the co-main is gonna be Anthony Durrell versus Kalen Plant. That's a good card, pay-per-view bout. Um, on the same day you got Clarissa Shields versus Savannah Marshall, Alicia Baumgartner versus Michaela Mayer out there in the UK O2 Arena, and on the same day in Australia you got David Devin Haney, the undisputed lightweight champion of the world, versus George Cambosa, the former lightweight undisputed who beat um Tiafimo Lopez on that November date. Now I did a poll the other day on my channel on Punch Run Boxing. If you wanna if you wanna take the poll, you know what I'm saying you wanna vote, go vote, go to Punch Run Boxing, go to the community post. And I said, what is, which is the event that people least want to see? And people least want to see Devin Haney versus George Cambosa. I wonder why. Because that's a real. He's boring. <laughs> now, we're going to be talking about that fight. We're going to be talking about October 15th. We're going to be talking about that all week. But, of course, the primary thing that we're going to be talking about is leading up to the fight. It's leading up to Saturday. The trilogy, Triple G versus Canelo Alvarez. Epic legacy fight. And... For real, Canelo Alvarez is going to have to show up because if he take it to a decision, shit. Look, I'm going to tell you like this. It's going to be a lot of pressure with Canelo Alvarez because even if he beats Triple G, then people are going to want to see November 5th, the fight with Dimitri Bovar versus Sudo Ramirez, who was a WBA uh, order, order the mandatory. 
And if Sudo Ramirez beat Dimitri Bavol, they're going to look at Sudo Ramirez took care of the dirty work of Canelo Alvarez. And then that Canelo, that, that Mexican statement is going to come through, uh, is going to be the primary talk. Because people will want to see Sudo Ramirez fight um, Canelo Alvarez. And if Canelo Alvarez says no, that he don't want to fight Sudo Ramirez, he's going to create a lot of problems. And not only create a lot of problems to the boxing fans, but his own fans will be divided, unfortunately. You know what I'm saying? Because not everybody agree with that. And remember, you lost to Dimitri Bavol. Sudo Ramirez beats him. And then Sudo Ramirez is going to call out Canelo Alvarez. Whoo! Lo, lo, lo. And then in the 168 pounds, knowing that the best fight is David Benavidez. So the pressure is going to be on Canelo Alvarez. I'm telling you like that. The pressure is going to be on Canelo Alvarez. But... Canelo Alvarez is great enough, and he could take care of the pressure. He could beat the pressure, and I have a lot of confidence in Canelo Alvarez, an all-time great, that he could beat all the guys that I'm naming right now. So, But I'm just talking about pressure in terms of the fan bases. So let me know what y'all think, man. Again, man, share this podcast, share the episode, and tomorrow we back at it in the morning, baby. Let's go, man. I hope all the kiddos is doing good in school so far. Um... Rest in peace, and my condolences go again go out to the families of Queen Queen Elizabeth, and also 9/11, all the family and friends that lost a love a love lost loved ones on that horrible day. New York City, Washington, Washington, all all, all over the place, man. I still can't forget about it. I'm from New York, so of course, man, it hit home, and my my condolences go out to all those all to, to the loved ones of those that passed away. Um, love y'all. God bless and on to the next.